So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the root cause mindset and how you can use that mindset to eliminate your most troubling problems for good. All right, so I have a confession to make. I can't stand following the herd because if I do, then the best that I can be is average. And I have zero interest in average. I want remarkable. And the only way to do that is to think different. So I'm studying game changers, trailblazers, rule breakers, awesome makers, and those crazy ones who are looking to change the world and sharing what I've learned so you can make remarkable happen in your life. My name is Dean Dwyer, and this is The Mindset Show. Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. Um, Man, it is a crazy, crazy cold day today. So um, if you've been listening to any of the episodes at all, then you know that uh, probably the last four or five episodes that I've done, um, I have found that um, actually recording this in my father's car which is in his garage, is a great, great recording studio. The only problem today, it is minus 25 degrees Celsius right now uh, as I record this, which for those of you who uh, are not using the metric system, uh, that's minus 13 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's a little cold. But actually, you know what? It's not as cold as I thought it would be. I am uh, I'm dressed to the nines, as they say. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. Uh, but I got my long johns on. I got my hat, my gloves. I am a big winter boots. I am ready to go. It's kind of nice. It's a great way to wake yourself up. I will tell you that. Anyhow, uh, I'm going to jump right into today's show. So I mentioned in the introduction, what I want to talk about today is something called the root cause mindset. And um, essentially, this is going to be sort of a storytelling show. I've got three or four stories that I want to share um, upon which I want to try and draw some lessons out that will help you better understand the mindset and how you can use it in your life. And, and actually, what I wanted to lead out with was the story that inspired this particular podcast. So I heard someone the other day talking about a company called Infusion Shop. <laughs> All right, there we go. First mistake of the morning, Infusionsoft. Now, if you're not an online person, then you have no idea who, who Infusionsoft is. But Infusionsoft is essentially a content management app. So you can uh, send out emails with their software. You can... Uh, build up an email list. It, you know, you can. There's all sorts of things that you can do with this software. It is. Um, it has been around for quite a while, and at one time was sort of the number one content management app that was out there. The problem with the app and with the software program is that it is super complex and confusing. Um, and I can say that from experience, uh, back in 2010, 2011, I worked with a friend of mine uh, who had a real estate company and they used Infusionsoft. And so part of what I was, but they weren't using it properly. So part of my job was to come in and get the most out of that software. And man, it was difficult to figure it out. Um 
And so anyhow, um, they've been around forever. They were sort of this leading content management software uh, that everybody was using. But over the years, more and more people have begun to complain about how complex and confusing their software program is to the point where people now call it Confusionsoft. So, of course, um, the people at Infusionsoft are quite concerned about this. And so now this is this is sort of rumor only. So they may not end up doing this. But there's a rumor out there that they are thinking of changing their name, their business name, to something else so that people can't make fun of their software program. And for me, I find that really Interesting, because this is a perfect example of, and this is a great example of where where someone is not using the root cause mindset to really sort of identify what the problem is at hand. And so for them, what they're doing is they're addressing a symptom, right? So they're thinking, oh, the problem is our name. So what we need to do is change the name so people can't make fun of our software program. That is not the problem. The problem is your software is super confusing. It's super complex. That's the problem. That's why they say it's confusing. That's why they're calling your product Confusionsoft. So they think that if they address the symptom which is the name, that their problem's going to go away. It's not going to go away. People are still going to find it super confusing and super complex. And so, um, you know, again, if I am consulting with these people, then what I say, your name is fine. Don't change the name. You've got a great name. Leave the name as it is. Address the actual problem. The problem is people find your software complex and confusing. Begin to put a team on there to begin simplifying it. Tell people, say, hey, listen, we've got feedback. Some people are, are struggling to use our program. So we are in the midst of redesigning the whole thing to make it so much easier because there's already people using it who love what, you know, love what they offer, but they would love something that is a lot easier to use. Let people know that you're doing that. Don't change the name. Address the root cause of this problem. So, um, so that 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 really that got me thinking. Like as I heard that story, I'm like, wow, they don't like they don't get it. But the truth is, most of us don't get it. We do this consistently in our lives, where we simply address a symptom. But the problem is, when you address a symptom, the problem never goes away. Um, and so what I wanted to do is share a couple of other stories where this happens, and then I kind of want to bring it back. And I've got a couple of suggestions about how to approach this. So the second story that I wanted to share with you, one of my favorite stories of all time. So there is a guy, I always get his name wrong because he had like a couple of last names. (laughs) It was really kind of strange. His name is Barry McDonough, as far as I know. Um, Barry McDonough created a program called Panic Away. So Barry's backstory is that uh, he began to suffer from crippling anxiety, where whenever he left the house, he would he would uh, he'd have these 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 bouts of anxiety, which you know just were terrifying and 
um, you know, sort of slowly begin to shrink your world. You're scared to death to go out. You're scared to death to do anything. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced any kind of anxiety at all, but uh, it is... It is terrifying. It's 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 unsettling to say the least. I have had two bouts in my life. I, that actually would be. I got to make a little note of that. That's a podcast, definitely uh, another episode down the road of just sort of talking about uh, about that and how I sort of went about dealing with that. But it is if you've never experienced it, the first time you have that, it's uh, it's really really unsettling. And so he did what everybody does, you know, anytime we're suffering from something is uh, he went to a doctor. I think he went to a series of doctors and every doctor did exactly the same thing. They simply addressed the symptom and the symptom was to put him on medication. But he didn't like that solution because putting him on medication, A, doesn't solve the problem. The anxiety is still there. All the medication does is it simply dulls your senses um, so that you are living, you're not, you're not living life fully. Like it dulls your senses to the world and to the life that you're now living. And so he didn't want that, that what that solution was doing because it was addressing simply a symptom was to make his world smaller. But if you want to overcome anxiety, you have to understand the root cause of where it's coming from. And so he started, he, he started sort of trying to come up with his, his own solution. And he was out one day and I think it was a big windstorm or something. And he was observing nature. And in a big windstorm, if you watch trees, <laughs> uh, it just sounds funny. I don't know why it's like, you know, but if you, if you watch how trees react to the wind, they're not fighting it. They're not trying to, they're not leaning into it. They just, they just allow it, the wind to sort of wash over them. So they bend, to allow the wind to do its thing. And then when the wind is gone, it goes back up again. And so he was thinking, he started thinking similarly. Like he's like, what if, what if I took a different approach to this, right? Because when we have fear or anxiety, we tend to go, like we run from it, right? We like, oh my God. And we run and we panic and we do everything we can to get away from it. Whether that's, um, you know, we overeat, we oversleep, we overmedicate, but we try to do everything we can to run from it. And he's like, what if I stopped running from it? What if, what if when these bouts of anxiety began to hit me, I didn't run from it. I stood and I embraced it. I sort of let it wash over me and in fact not just let it wash over me but I I asked for more like like keep it coming like keep you know that was that was his approach and over a period of of months and I would probably think I would probably think that that in order to truly master this uh, maybe even years to really really get good at this he kept practice he called this the one I, I forget exactly the one thing technique I'm not exactly sure the name that he had for it but um, uh, he, he kept practicing this and over time he began to get his life back. So rather than his world shrinking, it began to expand again because he addressed the root cause of his problem. In fact, he was so successful with that, that he turned it into a program called Panic Away, which, um, at one point, if you've sold anything online or you're familiar with the online world, then you'll know about ClickBank. At one point, that was one of the top selling programs 
on ClickBank, which I would guess that he has made multiple seven figures with that product. Uh, which, And again, and what I always love about those kinds of stories was here was a guy who had a problem, he solved it, and he sold the solution. Um, and so I, I just, I'm fascinated with those sorts of things. But, but that story in and of itself is another great example of someone who um, didn't let society simply treat his symptoms, which is what almost, well, I don't want to say all doctors because there are a few really good ones out there. But a great doctor should say, listen, we're going to give you this to sort of uh, to address the immediate concern here. But this is only addressing the symptom. We need to get at the root cause. When's the last time your doctor said that? There are very few doctors out there that think that way. Um, But those are the kinds of people we need to be surrounding ourselves with. Are those people that get the fact that like, listen, if we address, if we only address the symptom, the problem's not going to go away. And if that problem always exists, it shrinks the world that we live in. Our world becomes smaller and smaller. And and we begin to be ruled by fear and anxiety and those sorts of things. So I, I just, I absolutely love that story. I've got a couple other short stories that I want to share before I get to the takeaway. Uh, I have another uh, uh, guy that I know um, who, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say crippling. He has a crippling um, speaking fear. So much so, in fact, that on a couple of occasions, he's been prepared to quit his job because this is so crippling. And this is a this is another one where again he went to seek um, some help with this, went to a doctor, and what do you think the doctor did? They addressed the symptom, which is the anxiety around the speaking. Um, and so they gave him medication, and and but the problem is the root cause of that problem has never been addressed. And I know what the root cause is because we've talked about it. And and this is what happens for a lot of people who fear speaking in public is that we are afraid that we are going to mess up and that if we mess up, that that's a reflection of us, that people are going to laugh at us, that they're going to think we're stupid, uh, that we don't know what we're talking about. And because we have that mindset, uh, there's a crippling fear that uh, revolves around that. And we are hard we're hardwired to run for the most part. Um, we're hardwired to run from our problems. And so um, what ends up happening is again, we, we all we, we go for the simplest solution, but we're not actually addressing the root cause. We're, we're addressing the symptom. If that was me and I'm suffering from that, I would realize that what I have is if I had to get to the cause, I have a mindset problem. The way that I think about, making a mistake is creating this anxiety. If I began to work on a new mindset, what if the mindset was the people with the most confidence are the ones that can stand up, make a mistake and laugh about it and go, oh, wow, I totally got that wrong. You know what? Let me get back to you when I know what the right answer is. Or does anybody here know, like, I've got this wrong. I've just found out I got this wrong. So anybody here that knows what the right answer is, like, how would you respond to that person when you can actually run into those mistakes and not take them as a sign of like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I'm talking about. (coughs) 
got a little too excited there. But anyway, that's a mindset issue. If you realize that that is the root cause of the problem and you actually began to work on shifting your mindset, your behaviors and the outcomes that those behaviors produce would also begin to shift. And I got one more story for you. This one's a personal story. Um, So back in university, I was quite the partier. I loved to uh, to go out to socialize, and of course, with the, <laughs> I don't know how my voice there. Uh, of course, going out and doing these things uh, always involved a certain amount of alcohol, and more than I more than was required. And uh, there was a point where I was like, "Why do I? Why do I drink to excess when I go out?" I asked the question a couple times, but I didn't actually want to know the answer. I was afraid of the answer, so I intentionally avoided answering it. But I remember this very clearly. I was 29. I had gone to visit a friend who was who was visiting in Ontario, where I live. They were probably about three hours away from where I lived. So I drove out there that day, um, stayed with them that night. There was a small gathering. I probably had eight or nine drinks. And, you know, I woke up the next day and I left later that afternoon. I felt terrible. But I, as I was driving home, I asked myself the question again. It's like, why, why do I drink? And it was the first time that I was actually prepared to answer the question honestly. And the reason that I drank was because it gave me the courage to be the person that I wanted to be. It gave me the courage to say the things that I really wanted to say but I couldn't say when I was sober. It gave me the courage to act the way that I wanted to act, to talk to the people that I wanted to talk to, to talk about the subjects that I wanted to talk about. It, it, it gave me courage to be a person that I was too afraid to be when I was sober. And I didn't like the answer to that question. That, that, that really bothered me because for me, again, I could look at, alcohol itself and say, well, that's the problem. But that's not the problem. That's a symptom, right? The problem was how I thought, what what I believed it gave me. Um, or, 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 or maybe better, better worded was, was actually the reverse, was that uh, it allowed me to hide from, from these issues that I had, which was I didn't have the courage to show up in the world to be seen for who I really was. And that was a life-changing moment for me because I decided on that ride home that in the future, um, I would only be a social drinker, which means I might have a glass of wine or I would have a beer with somebody when I go to a party and those sorts of things. But that would be it. That would there'd be no more of me relying on that to be the person that I was, that I was going to start um, – doing the work that I needed to do so that I could teach myself how to show up in the world as me and and to ask the things that I wanted to ask, to do the things that I wanted to do, to say the things that I wanted to say without uh, needing some sort of chemical assistance to allow me to do that. So uh, a shorter episode today. I want to kind of bring this back to you, though. And I, I had a hard time. I was like, what are the... This isn't the root cause mindset is it I said I it's 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 a it's an amazing this was an amazing discovery for me was the fact that again most of our problems um could be eliminated when we recognize that we're not actually addressing the root cause we're addressing the symptoms 
The problem is, how do you figure out what the root cause is? Now, there is no one simple answer for that. But I will tell you what I think the answer is. And um, it's the same for everybody. Every single problem that you have in your life has one common denominator. For everyone, everyone in the world, all your problems have one common denominator, you. And for me, I talked about this very briefly on the last podcast, that um, one of the mindsets that I have adopted moving forward is to accept 100% responsibility for my life. And the example I used was the fact that um, I, I allow other people's emotional states to hijack my emotional state. Now, in the past, I always rationalized that by saying, yeah, well, they did that, so I had to do this. Um, but the truth is that I am the common denominator in all those situations where I let somebody uh, hijack my emotional state. And for me... Realize when I realize that again, I'm the common denominator with this is that recognizing that this was a mindset issue, and most of our problems are mindset issues. If you if you were to go back, if you're looking for the root cause, start with mindset. How are you thinking about a particular problem that's reinforcing these outcomes that you don't want in your life? And so, if you were to if you were to address the mindset then everything else falls into line. When you, when you try to address a symptom, then other symptoms pop up. But the problem never goes away. So you are the common denominator to all the problems that you have in your life. If you begin to take the mindset that you're going to, to accept 100% responsibility for your life, then you have the opportunity to begin to change, that you are also, if you are the, if you are the problem, the great news is you're the solution. So if you begin looking at things that way and you start sort of taking all your problems and like, okay, how am I thinking in this particular situation that is actually generating more of what I don't want? That's a great starting point. It may not, obviously there are some, like for example, if you go back to the Infusionsoft problem, right? You could say, well, that's actually not a mindset problem. It's a software problem. But I would argue that it, it is a mindset problem, that they are not recognizing that, again, a great software, like they're not thinking about software properly. And I'll give you a quick example of a, another company who's the complete opposite and they're hugely successful, which is Basecamp. Basecamp is a project management software that their whole, their prime directive is to keep it as simple and intuitive as possible. And one of the things that they do is they do not let their users determine what it is that they add to the software program, at least not initially, right? A lot of, a lot of companies are very, they'll be like, well, we could add this and this and this and this and this. And what Basecamp does is says, rather than, than trying to add 10 things, they'll say, let's just start with this one thing. And that's all that we're going to, that's all we're going to sell right now. And then maybe somewhere down the road, Maybe there's a second thing that really fits with with regards to what it is we're doing, but they they don't um, uh, most most companies error when it comes to software because they they default to blo- <clears throat> to bloat 
meaning they just keep adding more and more things. Basecamp takes the complete opposite. The simpler you make something, the more um, the easier it is for the user and the fewer complaints and, and the greater the happiness is going to be when it comes to those sorts of things. So the root cause mindset, you can eliminate virtually every single problem in your life when you can figure out the root cause to the problem rather than addressing the symptom. So that is it for today's episode. But before you go, let me leave you with two things. First, what's the one big thing you took from this show? It could be something I said, but it could also be something completely unrelated that bubbled to the surface while listening. Don't ignore your thoughts. If they clawed their way to the surface of your gray matter, then it means they're important. Acknowledge them, honor them, and act on them if possible. Second, would you consider leaving a review? If so, here's my offer. Copy your iTunes review and send it to me via email with the subject line, my iTunes review. And in return, I'm going to send you a thank you audio, which will include me reading your review out loud with my authentic real-time response of how your words have impacted me. I don't know about you, but I think that's going to be awesome. Anyhow, that's it, my friend. I have to bounce. (laughs) Listen to me trying to be one of the cool kids. Have a great rest of today. And remember, you're just one mindset away from a bigger more awesome future. I'm Dean Dwyer, and you were listening to The Mindset Show.